Hey everybody, it's an Against Saturdays episode of Against Everyone with Connor Beebe. Each Saturday I bring you an informal episode of the show to talk about ideas in progress for me. Um, this episode is going to kick off with a song by Vic Chestnut called Flirted With You All My Life um, because I'm going to talk about the song and something it's really related to and the episode is all about. I am a man I am self-aware And everywhere I go You're always right there with me I flirted with you all my life Even kissed you once or twice I swear it was nice, but clearly I was not ready. a friend of mine I thought I would lose my mind But I found out with time that really I was not ready Chestnuts 
flirted with you all my life. Um, and this episode, I'm going to be talking about death. <laughs> Giving my upcoming course, God, Sex, Death, I thought it was important um, to bring in Vic Chestnut because he brings in my feelings about death. Uh, so if you don't know uh, this online, uh, uh, this upcoming online event with uh, mortician Caitlin Doty and uh, theologian Peter Rollins, uh, it's on January 20th. You can sign up by going to connorhabib.com and you can just find the details there. There's a menu item called God, Sex, Death, um, but it's also on the main page as of this recording. Um, and uh, basically, we're all swapping topics. So Caitlin the Mortician is talking about sex, Peter the Theologian is talking about death, and I'm talking about God. Since sex is already my topic, and I'm talking about God in that course, uh, I figured I should uh, talk about death somewhere too. So I'm going to talk about death now. Um, you know, I think that this song has such a profound value for me, um, <laughs> lyrically, uh, also, just sort of the pain in there. If you if you don't know anything about Vic Chestnut, he's an extremely prolific songwriter. Wrote tons of songs. Um, had seventeen albums, and uh, much of that was while uh, he was in a wheelchair um, after being partially paralyzed by a car accident and struggling with uh, suicidal thoughts most of his life, and then perhaps dying of suicide. He took a lot of muscle uh, relaxers. Um, he was in a lot of pain, but um, he might have done it to to kill himself as well um but the idea of everywhere i go you're always right there with me i flirted with you all my life um that's certainly been true for me as someone who struggled with suicidal depression most of my life i carried it around maybe more than most um rather than death being something that i didn't think about which is what a lot of people do i thought about it all the time, often my own death and how to make it happen. Death became in some ways the great option for me. It became really the, the only way I could make life bearable um, <laughs> by knowing that I could leave it. Uh, that's part of, at least in my case, um, suicidal, uh, suicidal depression. Um, but the trick with suicidal depression is that this great option um, you know, that makes life bearable, it turns on you and you begin to be overwhelmed by the suicidal feelings. They show up when you're just living your life. It's no longer a strategy. You can just sort of be going about your day and suddenly you'll find yourself sinking into that place. I, I talk about this a lot with Dave Leal Pepe, um, the singer of the band Gang of Youths on Against Everyone with Connor Beeb 31. So uh, if you haven't listen to that episode uh you know in australia they're one of the biggest bands in the entire country but here uh in the states um and maybe in other countries that you're listening from they're not very well known <laughs> uh but that's a great episode we mostly talk about uh depression uh the way it actually feels to be depressed and feels to be suicidal what the phenomenology of that is almost i would say um and these thoughts when you get into that sort of sink, they come with fear and desperation. Um, there's this, uh, it, it, and, it, and it can come with anger too. Uh, there's this intensity of the proximity of a certain kind of death. 
But I want to point out here that people say we fear death, so that would explain it. In fact, I think there are a lot of people believe that you know most of what we do in life is founded around a fear of dying, that uh, the fear of death is sort of a guiding force in a lot of our actions. Um, you know, because we're fearing oblivion and the end and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, and, and, you know, in fact, I would say that one of the, what, this certainly is a foundation of Caitlin Doty's view. Um, and she got a lot of that from uh, this guy, Ernest Becker, who is this anthropologist who wrote a book called The Denial of Death. And that serves as a foundation for a lot of just sort of pop modern thinking. Um, now I'm being kind of reductive here and he certainly was a serious thinker. Um, so he himself was not just some sort of pop, uh, pop thinker, <laughs> pop thinker. Is that a term? What I want to say though, is that I believe that this fear of death, uh, is, is more of a fear of a fear of death. <laughs> um, so, you know, the fear of death itself, the fear of death, not just fear, not just death, not death, but the fear of death, that's the oblivion. That's the end. That's the guiding force because it moves us into a void. It's a place where the truth we know in our hearts does not exist. Um, it's an imposed darkness. So what what do I mean by that? Let me say it again because it's a little confusing. I don't think we fear death itself. I think we fear fearing death. We're fine with death. You know, I, I from an occult perspective, we would say, you know, look, nobody ever dies. Like th this idea of death, well, some people might say, and I don't like this word for it either, but it's an illusion. Um, but I would say, okay, it's not an illusion. Um, it's it's something that happens. It's a it's a state um, or a, a a a moment, an event that's transformative, um, or maybe revelatory, if not transformative. Maybe transformative isn't the right word. But um, we don't think about death. We don't walk around thinking about death, not because we're afraid of it and we're avoiding it, but because we know it doesn't actually happen. We know it never really occurs. Um, but then the idea of death as how our culture paints it uh, rises up in us, this construction, um, this construct rises up in us and we fear that, we fear that construct. Um, the thing that pulls us out of our deep knowingness and puts us into a sort of oblivion that's away from the truth, that's distant from the truth. So I think that that's, I think that that's something that's really scary for people <laughs> is being fine and then having an anxiety thought that we know is not true, but nevertheless consumes us. It's sort of like, um, you know, when you think about someone dying in a plane crash, 
sure there's something that could happen there like what like if someone your loved one gets on a plane and you're afraid they're gonna die in a plane crash like it's just not very likely that that's going to happen but you can't stop obsessing over it or okay let's subtract let's just let, let me give you a better example um you think that your lover has cheated on you now all the signs point to the fact that they haven't but the thought appears and you start trying to construct a reality around uh the truth of that thought checking their phone checking their emails following them all kinds of crazy shit you can do even though really initially there was no real evidence but the thought just becomes bigger and bigger and consuming so we fear being consumed because then we can't return to love we can't return to the love and closeness we have with our partner um so we're fine with death and then the thoughts arise that pull us from our constitutive knowing that death is not the destruction of who we are the death positivity movement that caitlin Doty has done so much work popularizing it helps us come to terms and peace um, I think she would say with death, but I would say come in terms and peace with the fear of fearing death, which I think is really necessary. I'm glad she's doing that work. I think it's so important. But for me, it's the first step to the reconnection to the fact that we don't die. So why do I say all this? It's not just that I read some occult books and what whatever, but um I understand this because actual death healed me from my fear of fearing death. Um, you know, all those depressive suicidal thoughts I had, they would always bring me into this place of being afraid that my suicidal thoughts would consume me um, and that I was afraid of dying um, and that dying would be an escape. Because that's, that's the idea. It's like, oh, well, I kill myself and then it ends this. But I knew that, you know, uh, you know, I, so, so, but there was a knowingness in me that like killing myself would just get rid of my body, right? That was intellectualized. But then I had an experience where somebody who was very close to me I've talked about this before. Someone who's very clo uh, close to me died, and she started appearing in my meditative state. And I was not imagining it. I, I did not experience it as an imaginative thing or a hallucination. Uh, there was a being there instructing me, giving me, uh, giving me, I don't even know how to say it, pr the presence of a sort of healingness. I've since found out that other people um, have experienced what I've experienced with the dead. And then the shocking thing about it is that it healed my depression. My suicidal depression went away. Something that I had with me most of my life and that I tried every kind of medication for, different kinds of treatments had been diagnosed and re-diagnosed in different ways. And the suicidal depression went away after the dead appeared to me. So, in other words, once I experienced the reality 
that death was not the end. It healed me and it removed my ability to think that suicide would be an escape and also fearing that suicide would overwhelm me. So both those things are based on the illusion of death uh, or the, the, illus the illusion that leads to fearing the fear of death. Um, because I didn't fear death anymore, so I didn't have to be afraid that I was going to fear it. <laughs> I saw what it was, uh, which was, okay, there's a beingness that continues after death. Um, that is disembodied, so the conditions are obviously completely different. Um, and I think that at that point, I just, uh, the, the certainty that although death is always with me, um, the certainty that it's kind. Um, that its presence is loving and it's loving because it's not an end um, that really changed really almost everything about my life <laughs> um, so that song that I started out with it's a struggle with the balance of death um, in, in some ways death is the great love the affirmation that we're not our bodies I flirted with you all my life even kissed you once or twice. Um, that materialism is a useful but mythic posture. And yet also in that song, of course, um, death is a tunnel of loss that disconnects us from everything we know and moves us into the not known. Because we can't know what it's like. You can't understand the uh, condition of beingness without materiality when you're in a material body um, but we mistake that for the end and it's not it's not the end so all right that is like I said these ideas in process I'm so glad that uh, I didn't have to talk about death <laughs> in the event that's coming up because it takes a lot to articulate Peter Rollins will be discussing death and I have no doubt that it's going to be mind-blowing because um, he's going to be bringing his fascinating psychoanalytic postmodern continental philosophy view, his theological pyrotheology, he calls it, view. So I'm so excited to hear what he has to say. So thanks for listening to me sort of get through uh, death <laughs> with the occult and uh, Vic Chestnut in tow. And please do join us for that event. It's uh, January 20th. It's 15 bucks is the sort of starting ticket. And if you can't show up the day of or the time of for whatever reason, you get exclusive access to a recording of the entire thing for 90 days for that ticket. So you can, you know, just show up for part of it and watch the rest later or just watch it at, watch it at your leisure. Um, you can also get other cool stuff like a curated book list and uh, from the three of us and, uh, you can get um, sort of self-help videos from each of us, like little private, private, personalized, I should say. Not personalized. What the fuck word am I looking for? 
sort of personal feeling videos. Like I'm going to make mine on my phone. I don't know what Caitlin and Peter are going to do where we give you a tip. So I'm going to talk about sex and we're going to talk about our own topics in that case and send you these three separate videos. Um, so those are different ticket levels. But the basic ticket level, you get into the event, you get to be part of the Q&A, and you also get access to the recording. And if you can't attend the day of, you can always watch the recording. So uh, go to connorhabib.com and click on the God, Sex, Death uh, menu item, or just it's on the front page there, and sign up. All right, I think I've pushed that enough. <laughs> uh, and thanks for listening and uh i'll see you on tuesday i guess uh for the next full episode of against everyone <laughs>